0: Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber. And today we're here to talk about testing. And scandals that are happening across the country in terms of cheating on testing. We're here with Dan Koretz from the Harvard Graduate School of Education, who is the world-renowned expert in testing. Welcome to the EdCast. Glad to be here. So Dan, last week, a jury rendered guilty verdicts for 11 educators in Atlanta and the roles they played in a widespread cheating scandal. Um, question, is the Atlanta case reflective of a larger problem with what's happening with testing today? And was this verdict surprising?
1: It's not, it, the case was not surprising. I think there are two answers to your question. First, we clearly have more um, cheating scandals at least coming to light than we used to. There have been quite a number. That's not to say there weren't cheating scandals before. It just wasn't as apparent. But I think there's a bigger issue, which is much more important than the fact that there are other cheating scandals, such as the one in Baltimore or the one in El Paso, and that is this is really the canary in the coal mine. This kind of um, extreme behavior is the tip of the iceberg. Teachers are being pressured to raise scores at almost any cost, and some of them will misbehave.
0: Key takeaways from this Atlanta case, so you talked about the bigger issue, what might it take uh, for teachers who are facing these issues with students, how how do we set and reset these these standards?
1: Well, the standards are in some cases simply unrealistic. There there are several problems. One is that test scores have become too big a deal in the evaluation of teachers. That's not to say they shouldn't be considered, but to make scores the end-all and be-all is a very fundamental mistake, it's a very serious mistake. Second, the targets are arbitrary. They were made up by people who had no indication of what was going on in individual classrooms. And in many cases, teachers simply can't reach them by legitimate means. Faced with the choice between having your school shut down or losing your job on the one hand, or choosing illegitimate means, a lot of people will choose illegitimate means. In many cases, that's not cheating. But it is taking shortcuts in other ways that really is cheating, is depriving students of what they should be getting.
0: So with the move toward online testing with the Common Core-based uh, assessment, some reports have noted uh, this will diminish the chances of widespread cheating. Does this help to address the core of the problem as you see it with the online testing?
1: No. I think it may make certain kinds of frank cheating more difficult. It's, it will do nothing whatsoever to solve what I think is the major problem, which is uh, teachers being... Uh, induced to focus on raising scores rather than on teaching the broad domain that the scores are supposed to represent. That's the real problem, in my view.
0: So in an earlier conversation, you mentioned a statement made by Richard Rothstein regarding Atlanta that, quote, society is harshly punishing the teachers who cheated, but nothing is happening. To change the pressures that induce the cheating, are fingers being pointed in the wrong direction here? Who, who's at fault?
1: Well, to some degree they are. I mean, I certainly people who do something uh, anything like what the teachers in, in Atlanta did should be punished. I don't know whether the sentences they got were reasonable, but there's some kind of punishment was called for. But it's not an accident that they did this. They didn't just, just decide out of the blue that they were going to cheat. The system was set up to encourage them to do things they shouldn't do. Uh, had they done things that they shouldn't do that were not frank cheating, they would have been lauded for it. So yes, I do think to some degree the fingers are being pointed in the wrong way. The fingers should be pointed at the people who are inducing this behavior, as well as on the at the teachers who misbehave.
0: And we see recent legislation in Atlanta now too about you know taking away a lot of the pressures off teachers and, and changing uh, test accountability. Is that a response
1: to this? Well, it's hard to know. There's there is uh, clearly not just in Atlanta, but in a lot of places, a growing dissatisfaction with the domination of, of, te- uh, of teaching by high-stakes tests. Mm-hmm. Florida just, for instance, enacted a bill which is going to reduce pressure. There's a growing opt-out movement. It's hard to know what piece of this is contributing most to um, the policy changes that are slowly being made. But it's clear that a lot of people have become fed up with this.
0: I think people are probably interested in the opt-out movement. Uh, How do you see the opt-out movement uh, in terms of its potential impact on state and federal policy?
1: Well, it could have a huge impact. For one thing, the federal government requires, this is in in the law or in the regulations for No Child Left Behind, that 95% of kids be tested. Schools that don't test 95% of the kids, not only overall but in each of their four reporting groups, are, uh, are essentially failing under the law. And uh, once 5% of kids are opting out, then s- schools are going to have a very serious problem. But I think it should be taken uh, more as just an indication that people are very disgruntled at what they see happening in classrooms. And from my perspective, that's the bigger problem. Cheating at one po- one sh- during one short time window is a very serious issue. But an even more serious issue is what's going on in classrooms day after day after day, to prepare kids for high-stakes tests.
0: Your book, Measuring Up, focusing on what testing does and doesn't, tell us about students, teachers, and school. Have we lost sight of why we test kids? What are we missing here, and how will we best move forward?
1: I think we have lost sight of it. If you go back a long ways, 40, 50 years ago, to the time when standardized testing was becoming uh, very common in American schools, the people who designed these tests were adamant about their appropriate use they said they were designed to provide supplementary information that teachers couldn't easily get on their own. They were adamant that these are insufficient to evaluate schools or programs by themselves, that is it's the scores by themselves. We've just lost sight of that. The purpose of standardized tests is to give a, provide us a comparable metric for a small subset of what schools are supposed to produce, and it's very valuable for that purpose. It, it's how we know, for example, How much progress there has or has not been in closing achievement gaps nationwide but it just doesn't work to say that uh, we can hold teachers accountable simply for raising math and, and reading scores
0: this is a special usable knowledge podcast with the questions arranged by mary tamer and the final question is um What can we do with this? Uh, What can you say to policymakers, to people who can really enact change? Is it less testing, better testing, lowered stakes, removal of value-added measures? What are a couple key tips that policymakers should hear from you,
1: Dan, international expert? I would say there are several things. One is that the amount of pressures to raise scores is simply too high. The second is that the targets are arbitrary and in some cases unreasonable. The third, which is actually bigger than either of those, is that we, the starting point for a sensible accountability system is to sit back and, and argue about what we want to see when we walk into a classroom. We have to agree on what the most important things are. And all of those have to be rewarded by the accountability system. It simply doesn't work to pick out two of them or one of them and say, that's it, we'll ignore the others. That gives people incentives to ignore the others in their behavior. And we have ample research, not just from educational testing, but from perhaps a dozen other fields that that's what happens. If you, if you impose a simplistic numerical measure and lose sight of the other important goals of the institution, the other important goals get short shrift.
0: Dan, your wisdom per usual, sage wisdom is always appreciated on the Thank you very much
1: for being a Glad to be here.